Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Thursday, February 11th, 2021. On this day in 2011, Maxim Gelman killed a young woman he was stalking along with her mother, a stranger on the street, and his own stepfather. When asked why they had to die, Gelman answered, because I said so. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the brutal Mad Max stabbings committed by Maxim Gelman. Let's go back 10 years to Brooklyn, New York, around 5 a.m. on February 11, 2011. There's an obvious reason most drug dealers avoid using their own product, especially when that product is PCP, notorious for causing erratic behavior and fits of extreme rage. But 23-year-old Maxim Gelman wasn't most dealers. When he picked up a kilo of cocaine before sunrise that morning, he was already high on PCP. And all of a sudden, the paranoia hit him hard. He felt himself shake as a wave of fear washed over him. He was certain the feds were after him. They were definitely tracking his car. He had to get out of the country. Without a second thought, Gelman jettisoned the cocaine into the river and sped to his mother's apartment to retrieve his passport. As he turned the place upside down looking for it, he woke his mother up. She could tell he was on drugs and refused to help him flee the country. She wouldn't even let him leave the apartment. It wasn't long before Gelman's stepfather, Alexander Kuznetsov, joined the argument. As the three of them yelled at each other, Gelman's rage consumed him and he snapped. He grabbed a kitchen knife from the counter and stabbed his stepfather until it broke. Undaunted, Gelman then grabbed a carving fork and kept stabbing 55 times. He finally stopped when he realized his mother was calling the police. As she cried to 911, he gathered up at least five more knives and raced away in his silver Lexus. He drove around for five hours, but couldn't bring himself to leave town. He had another score to settle. Around 10 a.m., Gelman rolled up to Yelena Bolchenko's home. Once upon a time, the 20-year-old had helped him run drugs. When he fell in love with her, she changed her phone number. But she couldn't change her address. Gelman pushed his way inside as Yelena's mother, Anna, answered the door. She told him Yelena wasn't home and refused to say any more. 
So Gelman pulled out his pocket knife and stabbed. He didn't intend to kill the woman, just to torture her until she told him where Yelena was. But Anna refused to break. She sacrificed her life to protect her daughter. Gelman left the bloody apartment with no further information. He circled the area, angry, paranoid, and desperate to find Yelena. About nine hours later, his Lexus rounded the block one more time to find her in the front yard, surrounded by concerned neighbors. Gelman parked, fought past the bystanders, and stabbed Yelena before anyone could intervene. In his mind, she'd ratted on him to the feds. He ran back to his car and started to drive off until he had a thought. What if Yelena wasn't dead? Gelman sprung back out of the driver's seat and raced through the shocked crowd. As paramedics and firefighters poured into the yard, he killed Yelena with the same knife he'd used on her mother. He then managed to outrun authorities in his Lexus, but knew it was only a matter of time before they found him again. He needed to switch cars, so he rear-ended the vehicle in front of him. When the driver stopped, Gelman carjacked him. As he sped away from his latest crime, Gelman couldn't be bothered to pay attention to the traffic lights. He barely slowed down as he ran over an elderly man crossing the street, Stephen Tannenbaum. Stephen died in the crash, but Gelman didn't care. As he fled the scene away from his fourth murder in 12 hours, he only had one thing on his mind. He needed another car. Up next, the NYPD declares a citywide manhunt and detectives race to catch Maxim Gelman before he takes another life. Hi, it's Vanessa from Parcast. They say there's someone for everyone, a soul to share your secrets with, a companion to grow old with, a conspirator to commit crimes with. Starting this February on Spotify, learn about the lethal and legendary lovers who fought the law in the Parcast limited series, Criminal Couples. If you've ever referred to your best friend or beloved as your partner in crime, this exclusive series is for you. Beginning February 1st, join me for a collection of unlawful love stories from shows across the ParCast network. Discover the extreme beliefs of cult leaders Tony and Susan Alamo, enter Fred and Rose West's real-life house of horrors, and experience the madness and motives of the San Francisco witch killers. Fall for the most famous and feared pairs in history in the Spotify original from ParCast, Criminal Couples. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. By the end of the day on February 11, 2011, every detective in New York City was after the same man, a criminal the press had dubbed Mad Max. Mad Max, or Maxim Gelman, came to America as a Ukrainian refugee when he was just a kid. He claimed his father died in Ukraine when he was young, and he grew up lonely and insecure. He started doing drugs as a teen. He saw himself as a gangster, but had no gang. 
Around the same time his mother remarried, Gelman believed his stepfather, Alexander, was abusing her, and they fought about it frequently. Desperate for an escape from his troubled home life, Gelman developed a crush on an acquaintance named Yelena, but she spurned his advances. She ignored the graffiti he painted with her name and didn't answer her door when he showed up uninvited. Gelman felt hopeless and alone. He was arrested 10 times between 2003 and 2011 for various petty crimes. As he got deeper into small-time drug dealing, he started to believe the DEA was tracking his every move. On February 11th, the drugs and paranoia led him to kill four people in cold blood. That night, Gelman was still on the run from authorities. He tried and failed to steal a cab before successfully carjacking a Pontiac. He spent the rest of the night parked by a subway station in Queens. When he got up to keep driving on February 12th, the Pontiac's battery was dead. He abandoned it, opting to lie low in the New York City subway system instead. Once the NYPD got a tip he'd been sighted in the Manhattan underground, Gelman was trapped like a rabbit. His last-ditch escape attempt was to take a hostage and hijack a subway train. For his captive, Gelman picked the biggest, toughest-looking passenger on the subway, Joe Lozito. Pulling out his knife, Gelman told Lozito, you are going to die. Lozito disagreed. After Gelman attacked, Lozito fought back, using moves he'd learned from watching MMA fights on TV. He knocked Gelman over, then went for his wrists. Still bleeding from stab wounds, Lozito pinned Gelman to the train floor and held him long enough for the cops to come with handcuffs. After 28 hours of madness, Maxim Gelman was finally under arrest. He'd killed four people and injured five more. At his trial months later, Gelman pled guilty without a shred of remorse, saying he was only sorry he got caught. He called his victims rats and swore at the judge when she handed down a 200-year prison sentence. In jail, he keeps a picture of his third victim, Yelena Bulchenko, in his pocket to this day. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the Spotify originals from Parcast, Serial Killers, and Kingpins. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Maggie Admire, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hold up. 
Hi, it's Vanessa again. Before you go, don't forget to check out the new ParCast limited series, Criminal Couples. From apocalyptic cult leaders to bank-robbing bandits to married mafiosos, these couples give new meaning to Till Death Do Us Part. Enjoy two-part episodes every Monday starting February 1st. Follow Criminal Couples free and exclusively on Spotify.